Rolling right along here on this Saturday morning. It is the Moose and Maggie show as we close out the fourth and final hour in style, hitting the guest line as we welcome aboard A.J. Hawk, a former uh, great linebacker, Green Bay, NFL, uh, Ohio State Buckeye, and now doing good things, Sirius XM NFL Radio. You can check out uh, the host of the Hawk cast. A.J., Mark Malusis, Maggie Gray, thanks for a couple minutes this morning. Oh, of course, yeah. Good to join you, especially you guys are just wrapping up four hours, so I know you are, uh, you're looking forward to the next 20 minutes. Huh? <laughs> yes, AJ, exactly, AJ. You're catching on, bro. Yes, you know <laughs> the deal, AJ. <laughs> we, you should see, like, we've already had the buffet of, like, breakfast that's kind of happened in the studio. The coffee's yeah. empty. You know, we're sucking water big time, hydrate. Um, it's so great to talk with you. You're doing such a great job. I mean, did you kind of know this was something you were going to want to get into you know, when you first started playing professional football or did you start to think that broadcasting would be a career sort of as you were wrapping things up? Uh, honestly, probably five or six years into my career is when I, I knew that uh, like the broadcasting world was something I wanted to explore at least. And then I went to the the NFL's, uh, the broadcast boot camp they put on. Yeah. I think after my seventh season maybe playing and then once I went to that I, I reassured myself 100% that yeah I definitely want to to do something <clears throat> or many things in the broadcasting world and ultimately I, I knew I'd want to call games and be a color analyst up in the booth and uh, luckily for what's doing a couple games in September on uh, on FS1 and Fox and everything so hopefully get my feet wet a little bit there and then continue to do a lot of stuff on Sirius because I, uh, I really enjoy it. AJ, how difficult is the transition to go from the athletic field when the career is done? Uh, I mean, it was something I've honestly planned on since I got in the league. Uh, I was lucky enough to play 11 years, but the whole time I was, uh, I had the awareness as well to know that, hey, I could fall down the steps at home and, and my career could be over that day. Like, I always knew I never took it for granted, so I always wanted to be planning for the future. But the transition, uh, I mean, you miss I mean, that. I, I mean, do you miss it, AJ? I mean, you played 11 years. You're great on Ohio State as well. I mean, you're a big-time player. You know, do you miss being on the field? Yeah, I mean, I guess you can never, like, replace being on the field, but I was lucky enough to where, like, the timing was right to where I felt like you were ready. I was definitely – I was ready to be done and the teams were ready for me to be done as well. So it's like you don't uh, – if I would have played maybe after my sixth or seventh year, if they would have, if I'd have been pushed out of the league, maybe yeah, I think there would have been a little bit of not resentment or anything, but I would have had, I would have maybe missed everything more. But I was, I was prepared, I was ready, and I, uh, I think like anything, you just have to to stay busy and keep have a plan in place, and that's kind of how I am. And I, I actually really love being on my own schedule and kind of getting to make my own schedule with all the the media stuff I've done. But I, I kind of. I'm not a huge fan of letting somebody else dictate my whole day, and that's kind of what football is from when you're a young kid until I was 33, pretty much when I was done. So I uh, I have no problem staying busy. I have four little kids as well and, and love doing anything with the media. Well, you certainly earned a little of that autonomy. We were talking with A.J. Hawk. Of course, he's a Super Bowl champion. He's a college football national champion, and I know we have a lot of Packer fans listening, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But you mentioned, A.J., about – being able to dictate your own schedule and having a little bit of freedom. I'm wondering if when you're watching what's happening in NBA free agency right now, where players really have a lot of power. I mean, they've had to fight for it, but they really do. Players can team up. They can decide who they want to play with and where they want to go. It's really something that we don't associate with the NFL. 
Do you feel like that is something that the players may want moving forward or should be pushing for moving forward to sort of have a little more flexibility on sort of where they go and, and a little more autonomy over their own careers? Yeah, they, that's in theory, that sounds great for the NFL, for the, the NFLPA to, to be able to try to work that into the new CBA uh, when it's up. I mean, I think they'll try. I doubt you'll be very successful. I mean, that's just the NFL is an absolute machine making so much money. And it's, I mean, everybody, it seems like in America at least, watches the NFL and it's far and away the number one watched sport. That's why you can televise the combine and have more people watch that than like the NBA Finals. It's crazy how how many eyeballs go to anything football related in the NFL and they can try to I mean basketball I think it's great when players have more flexibility more power and football you don't quite have that um, I don't even quite understand basketball contracts the more I hear about them the more I hear about these players being able to opt out after a year and a max deals and then TV rights are up and the salary cap is going up and the guys he gets so much more it's it's crazy how quickly I think it shifts in the NBA like from Year to year, it seems like it changes so drastically. In the NFL, it's like we get a CBA set for 10 years, and, and that's it. We're riding it out and going to figure it out after after they lock us out for a couple of years, for six months. AJ, yeah, what you had to go through, which yeah, no sure problem. was just uh, terrible. Talking to AJ Hawk. Yeah, a- AJ, I- I'm curious. Better experience for you, right? Because you played it. You know, you played at Ohio State, and you played professionally most of your majority of your career in Green Bay. And those are two, you know, storied programs, storied NFL franchise. Which one was a better experience? Like, you know, everyone wants to go to the horseshoe and watch an Ohio State game. Everyone goes out there and makes the pilgrimage to Lambeau Field. You've experienced both. Which one did you enjoy more? Man, that's tough. I I wish I could. Like, day to day, it depends what I'm thinking about that minute, that day, I guess. But Everything about the college experience at Ohio State was amazing. I, I grew up in Ohio about an hour and a half from Columbus in Centerville, so I knew if Ohio State ever offered me, I was going to go one, no questions asked. But then to get drafted by Green Bay, it was almost like the college equivalent to an Ohio State with how the fan base is, how they're diehard no matter what, however the team is doing, the Green Bay fans are with you and they have your back. And it kind of has that small town college feel. So it's like, it's almost like the, I was going for, I went from one thing at Ohio State with right. how rabid their fans are to the same thing in the NFL. And I was lucky enough to be in Green Bay nine years and just my, my short four years at Ohio State. I mean, I live in Columbus now and I, all my buddies I played with, a lot of them live here. And so it's, it's tough to pick one. And honestly, it really is. And I was lucky enough to win the national championship my freshman year and then get a Super Bowl after my fifth season in the NFL. It's fantastic. It's quite a resume. We're talking with AJ Hawk. Okay, we have to talk a little about a recent appearance by your former teammate Aaron Rodgers on the $100,000 pyramid. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. Dude's a competitive guy. I mean, we expect you guys, as you guys being professional athletes, we expect you all to be really competitive and sort of have this edge. But, like, I was kind of shocked just how up Rodgers got for this, uh, for this game show. And I'm just curious, AJ, all your years with him, I mean – What's the most you've seen, like the most competitive thing you've seen him do, whether it's on the field or off, where you're just like, damn, that guy has like got some fire that's burning. Well, yeah, he definitely has that that crazy competitiveness that all the elite quarterbacks seem to seem to have. Um, the show, the pyramid show. I saw the clips online afterwards. I knew he was going on. 
and I knew how coy he was being about it that he won as well. So I, I figured that instantly. Like he gets all he gets really proud when he wins those kind of things. <laughs> he did, uh, he did um, Celebrity Jeopardy, and he he pretty much dominated that thing. I haven't heard the end of it. He's still tell, talking about that. But um, no, I mean I, I think when you look at any of those guys, well, I mean, that's why when people watch like a guy like Tom Brady just getting so pumped after throwing touchdown passes, like that's what we see. Guys like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, both those guys. They had that crazy competitive streak. I've played golf with Aaron many times over the years. I will here in a couple of weeks out at the American Century Championship uh, in Lake Tahoe. And he can get super competitive out there on the golf course. I, don't, I can't really – I don't really – I've never beat him, I don't think, playing head, head up. But um, if he's playing bad and missing putts, you just got to you just gotta walk about 100 yards back and then we just kind of make jokes and, with each other and try to, try to lighten the mood because I uh, – I'm usually playing pretty bad golf out there, to be honest. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so you're a target, essentially. Are you putting any money on these types of golf encounters? Obviously, it's for charity and all that stuff is great. But, like, a little if – you, if, we, if we were following your foursome, if we were just, like, you know, fly on the wall, would we see money exchange hands? Or are you too smart to do that? Uh, no, I mean, I, first off, I don't – I would never – I can't – I can't gamble with with the Aaron. What's he make? Twenty five million a year? Right. <laughs> that, that's uh, that's on the field. You're not counting about his off the field yeah. stuff. Uh, Discount double so check. No, I don't, not with me. Yeah, if we do, if you know, if we do, it's like a it's a pride pride bet with me. I'm not a huge gambler back and forth, but I do like to come up with games. Like if you are playing golf or anything, if you want to put something on the line, whether it be a sleeve of golf balls or just whatever, the 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 opportunity to let the guy know that you beat him in something is the, the biggest thing you want to talk about. You know, what is Aaron the, the greatest teammate, greatest player you ever played with or against, AJ? Yeah, I mean, I, I was lucky enough to play two years with Brett Favre uh, when I got to Green Bay and then transitioned right to Aaron. And I've, I've said it a, a lot. I think Aaron is the best quarterback in the NFL. Who, I don't know how you ever decide who, like, the greatest ever is. That's It's tough when you start talking about different eras of players. But, yeah, he's – He's far and away, I think, the, the best guy. A.J. Hawk is our guest. He's the host of the Hawk Cast, Sirius XM NFL Radio. Told us he's going to be doing some color commentary for FS1 in the fall. That's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, he won a Super Bowl, and he won a college football national championship. And it's interesting you talk about, like, best players, and you said you were lucky enough to play with Favre for two years. Well, he comes out this week and says that, you know, he may have a second career in a front office. Maybe it's being a an owner, maybe it's going to be a, a GM, something like that. It's funny because I think of, of Favre as like, you know, he's the gunslinger. He's the guy who like, I know this is probably not true, but like, didn't he like throw out the playbook and just kind of goes for it, wings it. Doesn't seem like he's a very calculating guy, but more of just like fly by the seat of his pants and using his, his immense talent to win games. Do you feel like his transition to a front office would be something that you could have foreseen? Do you feel like that's a good fit? Yeah, I mean, it's, kind of surprising i guess to hear him say that i know he said that on the uh on mark tauscher's radio show another good great good buddy of mine that i played with in green bay but it's kind of surprising yeah because when you, especially if you read anything like especially when brett was younger he talks about like not knowing what cover two is or whatever it was like these little speeches you can watch online are funny but i wouldn't be shocked if he i think he could be a great coach once he's whatever he's into he is all in i mean Brett practiced every single day for the two years I was there. He's a crazy competitor. So, Coach, I, I could see happening, but I think even more likely it would be like a front office type gig where he could kind of try to figure out how to control the roster and scout and pick, in, 
pick some guys and bring in the guys that he thinks would be good players. So, yeah, it would be a natural transition, and I think they would welcome him with open arms back there in Green Bay. You know, A.J., you mentioned, you know, competitively, not necessarily for you on the golf course, but you're still a competitive guy. You know, is the, does that play also in the broadcasting industry when, with you and Brady Quinn? <laughs> uh, no, that's the thing about – I get excited. Like, I've done – last last year I actually did the Stanford-Oregon State game on FS1, and I like I get excited being in the stadium, being there for the game and doing all that, but that's the thing. It's pretty uh, – whatever your performance is, it's pretty uh, subjective, and you can't sit there and try to claim, oh, I, <laughs> I killed you today, man. Like, So, no, my brother-in-law does great work in, on Fox, and, and he continues to climb the ranks and do awesome stuff. But, no, I, I can't uh, – I don't claim to try to compete with those guys. I just try to get some reps and try to try to sound sound like I know what I'm talking about a little bit. You got. I'm so glad, AJ. You figured out the key to broadcasting. It is not a merit based industry. No. <laughs> it is incredibly subjective. So it just means you can't listen to anybody. The good, the bad, all of that stuff. Okay, you you've been doing radio, uh, the podcast, obviously the Hawkcast. I know I, I read that you said you just like you're interested in people's stories, right? You're interested in their lives. Who has been the most interesting person that you've had so far? What are some of the great conversations that you've had? Oh, man, over that. Yeah, that's a great question. I've had, I mean, so the guy that shot Bin Laden, Rob O'Neill, who I've become friends with over the last couple of years, I've had him on a couple of times now. Um, John Daly, I mean, that always pops out. He was one of the, like, I think Episode six or seven, early, early on when I started, I had John Daly on. I probably was not even equipped to try to ask anybody questions. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to, to uh, put something out and talk to a guy who I looked up to for a long time. But I would say I get a lot of comments about that John Daly episode. It was, I think, it was almost two years ago now, and just such an open, authentic, and just amazing guy that's not scared of his his demons and not trying to hide anything from anybody i think that's what we all respect and you can relate to people like that aj hawk uh host of the hawk cast series xm nfl radio uh doing work on fox as well hey aj we certainly appreciate a couple minutes this morning enjoy the rest of the weekend have a great fourth of uh, july you and your family oh thank you you guys too